Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. You can find me on Instagram at Lonnie Swain, L-O-N-I-S-W-A-I-N. The podcast is on Instagram as well, at Lonnie Swain Show. And don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And after you listen and enjoy the episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. The month of March is Women's History Month. We celebrate every month and every day around here but this month we're taking special mention of topics and issues that specifically relate to women today's guest on the show is miss erica diaz she is a native of richmond california and the co-founder of the b firm pr although her first love and passion is fashion her career didn't stop at wardrobe styling with an extensive resume providing wardrobe styling for comcast and tivo commercials hit tv shows on networks like bet and vh1 erica decided to grow in other arenas to continue her love for the industry. She decided to not only expand her brand, but also to help heighten the brand of others. Currently, Erica works with an assortment of clients in all parts of the industry from entertainment to fashion, both inside and outside Atlanta. Look out for Erica in the future as the B-Firm PR and her personal brand continue to grow. Now, Erica, what did you originally think you wanted to be when you were studying under June? Did you think that you would end up in PR? Honestly, I really did think when I called June Ambrose when I was 15 years old and and told her that I aspired to be just like her, that that was what I was going to be doing for my entire life. You know, being Mm -hmm. a wardrobe stylist and costume designer for, you know, television and film and, you know, maybe even possibly work at like a top magazine as a fashion editor. PR was definitely something not even on my radar. I was not informed about PR during the time that I was having aspirations to be like June Ambrose. PR Mm -hmm. was definitely not even anywhere on my radar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was it a situation where once you got into it, you said, okay, this is no longer for me, you're not interested in it? Or was it just that PR caught your attention and you realized I like this more? You know, what happened was, um, I'll just be totally honest and transparent. Uh, I Please do. That's moving, what we like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up moving to Atlanta and um, I was like, you know, praying and kind of just searching for different opportunities in the, you know, wardrobe industry and styling opportunities, you know, for television. And I ended up working on this reality show, uh, Honestly, yeah, Love and Hip Hop. I ended up working on Love and Hip Hop. I was hired as the glam coordinator, helping um, find like hair and makeup people to do the hair and makeup for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then I was also styling like the green screen looks for Love and Hip Hop. And I just remember coming to set and it just being really toxic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like people were really doing these things that you see on that show it's it's not scripted like those were those people's reality those were those people's lives but it wasn't my life you know Mm -hmm. and imagine you come into a workplace that you are like crying and you Mm -hmm. are dealing with people sleeping with somebody's boyfriend like that was not the function that I wanted to be a part of that that was not my that was not my reality and I had to do some real soul searching I gave it my all I um, met some amazing people and I did create some opportunities for some aspiring hair and makeup people and got them in the door but 
that was the only good thing that I can say that, that, that came out of that situation. And my sister, Ashley Jernigan, uh, who's my business partner with the B firm PR, we, she was excelling in PR. She was really killing it. And I was actually consulting and helping her with her clients on the low, not really telling people what, you know, that I was doing that because in Atlanta, it's kind of like people do 10 million things and it's like, you can't be the Jackie of all trades and not master one, you know? Yeah. And I didn't want people to think like, dang, she's all over the place. She's doing wardrobe and she's doing PR. And, mm. you know, I, I was like, how did I go from styling Comcast commercials, TiVo commercials to Love and Hip Hop. Like, this is not my life. <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, you know, that's apple and oranges. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, even though, yes, it's done tremendous with ratings and all that different stuff, all money just isn't good money. And I'm a yes. big, big advocate Say of that. that. Like, you know, <laughs> stand your ground. All money isn't good money. If the vibe is off, we off. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm very big on like my my name is is everything to me. You know, oh yeah, this is a paycheck paying my bills. Like I have to have peace, you yes. know. And my sister, she was having her peace, she was having her paycheck, she was having her family. <laughs> you know, and I was like, um, sissy, that's what I call my sister. I was like, sissy, um, yeah, wait, 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 can you break this PR thing down a little bit for me? And she, you know, broke it down. Mm-hmm. She educated me, she she, you know, really helped developed me in it and one day I remember being on set and I was like sissy I, I have to leave I said we have to have our own business I need multiple streams of income I never want to be at a job have a career that anybody can hire or fire me I need my own thing and yeah. she was like okay and you know next thing you know a week later we had a website build we had the LLC like it was just it went full pace and I had to just step out on faith and move forward in it Mm-hmm. And, and that's how the beef firm honestly was born a weekend conversation with my sister talking about just wanting more and wanting to elevate our brand individually and together and and the beef firm you know was first and I thought that was going to be when the book was birthed because you said step out on faith and the book is faith until you make it right mm-hmm. and that and that's so funny yeah the book is faith until you make it I've always been a big advocate of like speaking positivity over your life and inspirational quotes. I have like 10 million different vision boards in my house and um, I would put constantly put positive affirmations on my vision board. And I didn't know that those quotes would later end up in a book for me. And I ended up putting those affirmations on the walls and different things like that. And then Next thing you know, four years later, I have a book full of inspirational quotes and a book called Faith It Until You Make It. And, and, and it came from, you know, me being on set one day and a girl said, oh, you're here in Atlanta now. You got to fake it until you make it. And I said, no, I'm going to face it until I make it. My mm-hmm. faith is going to get me where I need to be spiritually, financially, you know, all of the above. My faith is going to get me where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So you see, you had to go and have that experience on that set. Yeah. To, oh, yeah, to birth better things for you. More things. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. For those of us who are listening who may not be familiar with what a PR firm does, what would you say your main function is? So on a day-to-day basis from... I would say my day starts at 7 a.m. till sometimes I I don't even, I can't even tell you what it is sometimes. (laughs) But my job is to help build brands behind the scenes, meaning, you know, on media platforms, 
television, magazines, radios, even interviews like this, making sure that my clients are highlighted in the right way, making sure that the streets are talking, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in a good mm-hmm. way. I'm not the Olivia Pope, but I do also provide a service of damage control. We do assist our clients in that if they need that. However, our main focus is to strategically get our clients the right media placement um, behind the scenes, just helping them take their their brands to the next level. The difference between a publicist and a manager, a manager is seeking opportunities for you. Managers get paid 10 to 20% off of every booking they book for their clients. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they can make, you know, whatever every single time they book somebody, but I get paid a set fee that whatever I charge my clients per month. But do you do bookings for paid gigs for clients as well? You know, I'm I'm keep it real. I'm a hustler from the Bay Area. <laughs> you, know, you do it all. I, will, I know how to do it all. So it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm not going to limit my client for an opportunity if it's presented to me, um, you know, for them to get a check. My focus is public relations. But if there's an opportunity for them to get a check, I'm definitely going to present it to them and get that commission off of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. so you can that, do that it all. my focus. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will get that money for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about that idea that all publicity is good publicity, even negative press? Do you subscribe to that line of thinking? Honestly, oh gosh, I used to say yeah, all press is good press. But that was like back in the day when I was like kind of first starting out because mm-hmm. I was still kind of learning the skill set. But no, all press isn't good press. You want people to talk about you with pride, with integrity, with, oh, my God, excitement, you know, and people are talking about you on the blog. They're talking about you in the magazines or or even with the situation with the Me Too, you know, it's like you definitely don't want your name to be caught up in that type of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. all press is not good press. And you want to make sure that as a publicist, you are are clear with your clients on where they really want their brand to go and who they are. Because me, I will not sign anybody just because you have the funds to pay my firm to do PR. If we don't have the same vision for your brand, then mm-hmm. then we're not the right firm for you. You know, mm-hmm. and if, if if we don't have the same beliefs, we're we're not the right firm for you. You know, I'm not going to sign anybody who does not align with what I want for my brand too. And you know, the longevity and the alignment is just really important for the things that I do when it comes to public relations. So, you know, I don't believe that all press is good press. I am a representation of my clients as they are of me. So Mm -hmm. no, all press is not good press. I've I've been in situations where, you know, I had somebody who I was representing and um, I usually don't post everybody that I work with. I don't list everybody on my website, but I remember a client just out of the blue said, are you working with such and such? And I was like, uh, yeah. They said, oh, okay, well, yeah, we can't work with you because of what Mm. they saw in the press. And I was like, wait, what? And I had to make a decision right then on the spot. Like if I was going to choose to keep working with this client or that client. And as much as I really wanted to help the girl who has the bad press out there and I was trying to rebrand her i i honestly did choose to to end that contract because of 
you know, the other client was more of a better situation and I got it, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to work with her no more. Mm-hmm. So, and probably after that situation, that made you get more strategic, like, okay, before yes. people on, this is how this could come back on yes. me and I'm not even publicizing Absolutely. that I'm working. And I'm not publicizing that I'm working with you, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. I have to cut her off. And now I'm so glad that you mentioned Me Too. You know, it is Women's Month and Me Too is a big conversation for me on and off the mic. And one of the things that um, we're definitely talking about it a lot this month on the podcast. So from a, a PR perspective, if you have a client who has experienced and been subjected to sexual assault or sexual harassment, how do you advise them to proceed with coming forward with their story? So with me, honesty is always the way to go. I just feel like when you're honest and you're telling your truth, that burden and that weight is just a sense of relief. And we talk about it and we figure out what the plan of action is going to be and, and we move forward. Mm-hmm. And as far as damage control from the perspective of even though we do have the Me Too movement, there still is a lot of victim shaming and blaming yeah. and backlash yeah. and things that yeah. come about from that honesty. You know, I'm totally against any victim shaming. You know, everybody is welcome to share whatever it is that they want to share. I think that there's no proper way, honestly, to really do it when you're telling your own truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people who have harbored things from 20 years ago, and then people will be like, well, why are you just now telling? You never know what somebody's story is on how, you know, they got to even telling their own truth. So it's like, I'm totally against the victim shaming. Um, I'm, I'm all about the support and what we can do to help the the damage that has been done. And sometimes I know just from personal conversations, and I don't know Mm -hmm. how prevalent it is in the PR world, but they have friends and family who discourage them from telling their stories. And so that's why I was really curious to see what your perspective was from a client perspective when there could be a lot of negative backlash or negative press that comes about from it. So I think that a lot of times people, friends or family, from their perspective, they're coming from a place of concern saying, I don't want you to have to go through this from telling yeah. the story that it's going to be something yeah. negative. Yeah. I always give, you know, my clients the the 360 pros and cons of everything, of what it can do, the backlash, the this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, I am a human being first. I am a woman. I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. I am for women, you know, all women, all races. I'm for us. However, I definitely am going to protect my clients to the best of my ability. So if there ever was a situation to where they're wanting to tell their story, I'm letting them tell their truth. Because, you know, sometimes people kind of give even publicists a bad rap, like, and will insinuate that we're telling them what to say, or we're kind of curating the story so it sounds whatever. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. You know, like these are these women's, you know, true story. And we're there to support them. We're there to kind of get the vultures off of them. You know, and when people are coming out with them with the, the you know, 
the backlash and the negative comments and stuff like that, we're right there spot on trying to put out those fires. I don't know if I'm going to start my own movement because I think that the Me Too movement is great from the perspective of it has sparked the conversation and it has made more people feel comfortable to share their stories. But nothing is really a call to action on how we are going to um, stop it from going forward. And so... Action. <laughs> yeah, you know that we're we're talking about it and that's great. Right. And I think that that was definitely needed because for so long we haven't even felt empowered to talk about it. But now that we're talking about it, what are we going to do? And what I feel I think would be most impactful is if our colleagues and peers and people that we work with, if we know, you know, if you as a a PR firm, a a publicist know that your client has been accused by multiple women of sexual misconduct or accused by multiple men or whatever the case may be, has been accused of sexual assault by multiple people on multiple occasions or if you know someone personally who has experienced mm-hmm. sexual assault from this person to say, mm-hmm. I refuse to work with this person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the more times, and then next thing, you know, if it's an actor and then mm-hmm. uh, Angela Bassett and Denzel Washington, they start saying, no, I refuse to work with this person because they're a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. I refuse to work. Mm-hmm. With them. Well, guess who's going to mm-hmm. be outcast? The sexual predator. Exactly. Not the other exactly. people. You know, when you exactly. ask, the public to say, oh, don't support this. That's far too many people and they can still go on working and being successful and everybody's forgotten about it. But when you are tried by a jury of your peers who know that this is who you are and this is who you have been accused to be on multiple occasions and I've experienced it personally or I know someone who experienced Mm -hmm. it personally, then... Mm -hmm. Those are the people that need to stand up. Right. Exactly. Can't put that out there and then just not have a real follow up or call to action with it. Like, you, you, I just feel like when you're telling your story on, on those type of topics, that's the, you know, you, you have to be follow it through from start to finish. And I think people need to uh, mean what they say and say what they mean and hold themselves accountable too when they start jumping on bandwagons or these ways. You know, I look at people doing these little, you know, things on Instagram and they start these little trends or these little ways and it's like, what's the bigger call to action here? You know, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's the end goal? What are we doing? How are we going to really, you know, make this six and hold these people accountable for this, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not waver. And I think what it all comes down to eventually is the dollar and that people are so easily bought or some people are in a situation where they're saying, look, I would love to stand on principle, but I got this mortgage. I got these kids and I this is how I make my living. And so, you know, I think that's where these predators thrive in in that safety and security yep. of, of you know okay I know she's not gonna say anything because she needs this job yep and, so. and I'm gonna tell you something too I talked to a guy I'm not gonna say his name but I did talk mm-hmm. to a guy who is a publicist for like bigger corporate brands that you know are really highly advertised on you know television and mm-hmm. I, I said so what do you think about this whole you know me too movement and he said honestly Erica I'm gonna tell you this he said but when 
you know, you do the Me Too movement and then a, a Coca-Cola commercial uh, is airs right after it. You have to know it's about the money, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to kind of, and I was like, dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, thinking about the bigger picture of it, that it's like what you just said. People want to stand up or people want to do this, but they like, dang, I got this mortgage to pay, so I am I might not be able to, you know, be out there rallying with you. Or I might, yeah. you know, it's like. Dang. And he was like, yeah, it's it's money. It's money behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a force behind that. Like, because I was like, what is the bigger call to action? What are we doing? We're, we're out here. We are protesting. We're telling our story. We're going on this. We're going on that network. And but it is also advertising and some other stuff that's going on to where it just makes me honestly just dig deeper for my own knowledge of just authentic people, my spiritual life and just yeah. hoping and praying that the people that are really doing this, putting this out there, that they are, you know, just really being honest and that it isn't about a dollar or, you know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some different things that I just wasn't, wasn't happy about. So, mm-hmm. and now something else too, that I forgot to ask when we were just talking about coming out. Um, Cause you reminded me about it when you said, I'm not going to say this person's name, but in a different mm-hmm. context, when, what I've witnessed, and now tell me if, if I'm wrong, mm-hmm, the majority mm-hmm. of women who are coming forward and, and saying they've had these experiences are predominantly white. And mm-hmm. on top of that, the black women that I have heard speak about things, a lot of times they don't say a name. Unless, like, I will say specifically, Amanda Seals. Yeah. yeah, She gave a situation and she said, oh, one time I was in an office and this happened and blah, blah, blah. But she didn't say a name. But then after, you know, a slew of white women came out and said, Russell Simmons, she came back and said, oh, remember I said this? I was talking about Russell Simmons. And I think that it's so interesting to me. And that's what, and yeah. so from a PR perspective, are you advising people not to say names, Erica? What, what's going on here? <laughs> not you, of course. Honestly, it's, it's so, it's so funny that you even said that because now that I'm even thinking about it, I think it goes all the way back to like this, this, you know, when, when women especially black women and black men, when we were in slavery, just, you know, keeping secrets and black women, we're known to be the protectors, the secret mm-hmm. keepers, the mothers, the sisters, this, it's so many job titles that we have before we even get a job. Mm-hmm. And, and and protector and secret keeper is honestly number one too because we are going to protect our kids, our husband, our 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 family by any means necessary. That we and even our abusers, them. even our abusers, Isn't, even our abusers, right? Isn't that crazy that we still will then still find a way to say, but you know, or uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 something that goes way back from back in the day and, and slavery and then how we were raised and, you know, mothers and the grandmothers and the great grandmothers, we, I feel like as black women, we, we, we take on what our, what, what we were raised, how we were raised with mm-hmm. our families and stuff. And so we're kind of taught just indirectly, oh, don't say the name, but you right. can tell your story, but that song, don't give it all, you right. know, because we're still trying to even protect, like you said, the abuser. And yes, I have been in a situation to where, uh, you know, I'll just say, take my client out of it. I could say myself. Yes. 
you know, something happened and then I still didn't say the name. But then I was like, am I really free then if I'm not saying the name? Like, who, how am I really helping myself if I'm not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then I said, you know what, I have to, I have to let go and, and just say what it is and make it, you know, make it known. The reason why I didn't even say the other publicist's name is because I, I know that he's trying to transition from mm-hmm. working in corporate to doing his own thing. There we go with the whole, you know, sister trying to have the man's back, but mm-hmm. it, you know, you, you just have to, you look out for who you look out for. He's never done anything crazy or anything like that, but when he makes his transition, he, you know, we'll say his name on another conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but but yes, you know, like I, I definitely just tell my clients and recommend them to walk in their truth because I, I believe in that and I stand by that. And if, if they want to say the name, I'm standing right next to them and I'm, you know, rocking and rolling. You know what I'm saying? That, that's mm-hmm. what I will never waver with that. And I'm challenging myself to have my own conversation. Um, okay. So stay tuned for that episode but <laughs> yeah what conversation though like is that like what what are you challenging yourself to like have you ever experienced anything like that absolutely i'm challenging myself to have the say my story and say the name <laughs> the names okay. plural yeah um, yeah yeah but And just, you know, when you say that you've had an experience, I think it's so interesting because I've worked in entertainment, radio, Mm -hmm. television for so many years. And Mm -hmm. I was telling someone, you know, oh, yeah, I think in radio and entertainment, it's so prevalent and people are so desensitized. And I was talking to a woman and she said, oh, it's so prevalent and people are so desensitized in the food industry. And then somebody else was saying, oh, yeah, it's so prevalent and, uh, you know, happens in the sports industry. So it's just kind of like, I think it's something that covers almost all professions, Um, you know, law enforcement, they talk inappropriately, you know, to people. And so I think that the bigger conversation that I plan to tackle in another episode is just what constitutes as sexual harassment, because I think so many people are questioning, mm-hmm. have I been sexually assaulted? You know, they're thinking right. back to things that you've just brushed off right. and disregarded as somebody just being an idiot. But it's like, no, that right. that was sexual harassment. If you were made to feel uncomfortable right. in your place of work uh, while right. you're trying to perform a professional task or whatever. Right. Uh, just I wanted to kind of like say that with it being you know women's month and you know this being march i not only want to challenge you know people to you know speak their truth but also women we need to be kinder to each other you know like i i hate that it had to be the me too movement to kind of bring this whole awareness to what men have been doing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i i I, I just, I just feel like, oh my God, this is just so crazy. You know what these people are doing and, you know, you I pray for them and, you know, all these different things, but I want to just hold myself accountable and, and challenge other women of all races to be kind to each other. Cause I've experienced things honestly more from women than men, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, God, guys will probably say something not appropriate and that's not even excusable or anything trying to, you know, harass or anything. But I also want to hold women accountable too and say, we need to be kinder to each other. You know, we need to 
support each other, help elevate each other, help empower each other, you know, all different races across the board. I've experienced, you know, from my own race, more hate than I have from a white woman, honestly, you know, like not wanting to help another woman advance or, or genuinely support them or different things like that. And it's so sad. And with this being women's month, like I want to, I want women to just challenge themselves to be kinder to other women. We go through so much. We do so much. We're so caring and selfless and want to help everybody. And it's like, let's, let's really help each other and, and be there for one and another, you know? and really support each other. And if you can't help somebody, at least don't do them any harm. Don't talk negatively. Right. Don't right. create that's, any that's, any yeah. negative that's, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, if you can do that, just don't create, yeah, that type mm-hmm. of stuff, anything that you can do. I'll take that challenge, you know, and not just for the month of March, you know, beyond. If you start here and, and just right. keep it going, keep the momentum going. Yes. Um, yes. Now, before I let you go, Erica, three tips that you would give to any person, company trying to build their brand. I would say one, write down this quote. If prayer becomes a habit, success will become a lifestyle. <laughs> and I mean that to say just, you know, pray over yourself Come to God in secret, tell him what you want. And and I promise you, even if it doesn't seem like it's coming on time or right then and there when you want it, it comes right when it's supposed to come. And I I promise you that. Um, I would definitely say study the grace. And I would say also, I'm always a student. So I would say constantly try to learn. And even if you feel like you're too old for an internship, you're not. You try to intern and assist people and bring added value to them so that you can learn tools that you need to learn to be successful. And now three things that people should avoid. You should avoid negative Nancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I say negative Nancy's, I mean, just all the, every, every single time you want to tell somebody, you know, an idea or something that you have going on, it's like they always have something negative to say, you know, like, I'm not even opposed to constructive criticism, you know, from people, but it's always a negative. You always, you know, turning something down like, yeah, no, it's like, go go away please and sometimes (laughs) negative nancy can be yourself (laughs) exactly yes sometimes negative nancy could be yourself so stop speaking negativity over yourself stop doubting yourself stop even saying i can't or oh no that's not gonna work you know just stop even with that you know the negative nancy's yourself included yes what else i think that would be like one two and three (laughs) um uh, yeah, a social media, so. putting anything oh, out oh, there. Yes. Okay, yes. I would definitely say social media. Don't let social media rush you. Social media is, is perception. And yes, we, we post what we want people to see. I don't post every high, every low, but I post what I want people to see. But don't let social media from anybody make you feel like 
you aren't moving along in your journey. And I would say take detoxes from social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because those can be very toxic for people who aren't strong enough to handle it. You know, I follow people that inspire me, that are positive and different things like that. I know people who have 100,000 followers that is one post away from sleeping on the air mattress. So don't let social media rush you or your journey. And then I would say anything that is disturbing your peace, remove that from your life. I'm big on like staging my house down, especially if I come from like out of town and I'm I'm coming back home from wherever. Mm -hmm. I will stage my place down. You know, if I'm even talking about something that I know isn't like, you know, whatever, it could be some like little gossip or something that happened on trash TV or something. I'll talk about it outside of my house, actually. I'll talk about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to bring certain energies into my house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I deal with so much already on a daily basis. I like to bring just peace in my house because that is my, that's my sanctuary. That's my peace. So definitely maintain your peace and anything that isn't aligned with your peace, just go ahead and eliminate it. What do you say? What, what, what would you say are yours? Um, definitely for the don't do's, I would say don't post on social media when you're emotional. Um, I think that for people that are trying to build a brand, especially Mm -hmm. one of my biggest pet peeves, I have a ton of them, but one of my biggest pet peeves is if it's supposed to be a company page or a business page and you know, next thing you know, you're posting, uh, bitches be like, oh, and, uh, <laughs> um, oh or some kind of meme that could be taken as disrespectful or normally you're selling jumpsuits and clothes, but then you're posting, oh, coffee date and posting like personal stuff like that or what you're doing in your spare time. I don't like that. Brand consistency. Don't be praising God in one post and the next thing saying, bitch, be like. Like, to me, that doesn't go. Oh, God. (laughs) Make up your mind so I can decide whether or not I'm going to unfollow you because get some consistency here going on. That's the first thing. The second thing as far as I would say don't do, and this is just my personal thing, of course, don't post your boo until y'all are like really official because I feel like there's so much turnover on some of these pages where it's like, oh, I'm so in love with this person. Then, oh, I'm so, you know, that ended now I'm so in love with the next person. And I think that it just opens the door for other people to judge you and your relationships. And they then start giving unsolicited advice because it's like you're putting it out for the public. So you're giving the public an option to comment on it. Then I would also say my other don't do is just being mindful of who you're associating yourself with. If you're building a brand, um, because Uh that, that alignment piece is very, very important. And I think that, it can definitely hurt or help you, you know, if you're building the right or the wrong partnerships. And a lot of times, as we discussed earlier in the podcast, that you could be aligned with someone who is mismanaging business on the side, and that could hinder you from getting an opportunity, but by association. Um, Exactly. You know, keeping that integrity piece 
in play at all times, maintaining your integrity and making sure that you are doing business with people who are of the same integrity that you value. Um, so yeah. that was kind of like... Really great work. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of my do's and don'ts. So all okay. of the things. Thank you. Erica, thank you so very much. I appreciate all the information. If someone wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you online? They can find me on Instagram at the B Firm PR. It's P H E B as in boy, F as in Frank, I R M, P as in Paul, and then R as in Robert. Or you can follow me on my personal page, which is Erica, E-R-I-C-A, D-I-A-S, 1010. And then I have uh, my website, which is uh, thebfirmpr.com. And on Facebook, too, thebfirmpr.com. Thank you so very much for listening to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And of course, sharing is caring. So if you know someone you think might enjoy this podcast, please pass it along. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.